So we're going to be reading from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. So if you look up page 1167 in the Church Bibles, we're going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 to 14. So that's on page 1167. We're starting at verse 11. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All God's people here send their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning. My name's Stephen. I'm the youth worker at Wish Huntington Church, and I have distinct memories of my first ever French lesson. Right? I walked in, uh, 11 years old, year seven, walk in, and the teacher starts speaking French to us. Like, just French. No English, just pure French. And then she starts asking questions in register order in French to us. And I'm fourth in the register, Demetrio. So she says, And they're all answering in French. Like, when did everyone suddenly learn French without me? Where was I? Like, they all know it. And it comes to me. Stephen? Miss, I don't speak French. I... I I don't know what you're saying to me. That's why I'm here. I'm in this lesson because I don't speak French. I want to learn French. I don't know French. And she keeps asking me the same question over and over and over again. And she says, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying to me. And the whole class is getting really frustrated because they all know the answer. And they're like, come on, Stephen. It's horrible when everyone else seems to know exactly what's happening. And you're sitting there going, what? Have you been in that situation before? Have you been in those places before? Maybe in church, because there's this thing that's said in church called the grace. And some churches say it's some words from the Bible. And, and the vicar will say, let's say the grace together. And everyone starts saying these words. And, and that same French lesson feeling was the exact feeling I had the first time the vicar said, let's say the grace together. Because everyone starts saying something. I'm like, what on earth are you saying? But luckily, if you're ever in that situation again, if you're ever in church and they say, let's say the grace together, you now know what it is. It's 2 Corinthians 30, uh, 13, verse 14. Those words right there, that's our grace. The, 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 the verse for the year is the grace. And it is incredible. Have a little look at it. We're on page 116, if you close your Bibles. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. May the love of God, I'm sorry, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Spirit be with you all. These words are incredible. And it contains three incredible words for us to know at the beginning of 2019, for us to know, digest, and live out. Three amazing words. Grace, love, and fellowship. Grace through the Son. Love from the Father and fellowship in the Spirit. See, this is the way that Paul, the guy writing this part of the Bible, the, the, the way that he ends his letter to the Corinthians. So this is like the last thing that they're going to remember. And boy, did they need to hear this. Because this is a church that's in a big old mess. Um, if you've read the letters in, uh, of Corinthians in the Bible, you'll see some of their issues coming out. There's factions, there's fights, there's envy. There's people taking each other to court. Like, like this is a messy old church. There's sexual immorality, there's anger, there's jealousy, there's rage. There's all this going on. In fact, we have a little snapshot into their life in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 20. Have a little look there. 
Because this is exactly what Paul expects. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 20. He says this, I am afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I want you to be. I fear that there may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. That's what he's expecting. It's a messy church. And so the, these three incredible words, grace, love, and fellowship, are what he wants them to know and remember. See, because that list there on the screen, that sounds a bit like primary school. You know, you're in primary school and someone doesn't invite you to their birthday party and you're like, no, you're done. You're not coming to my birthday party ever again. Or or like the jealousy kind of thing where, Sharon, you like your friends with Jemima now? What? I can't be friends with you. You betrayed me. You're, you're done. Or like the gossip stuff going around in primary school. Greg likes Hannah. Have you heard? He, he like, like, likes her. Ooh, like primary school pettiness. And we expect that from eight-year-olds. But in a church, really? See, primary school pettiness has no place in God's church. And the answer, the solution are those three words. That's what Don Carson says on your quote on the back of your service sheet. Have a read of that at home. Um, That's for you to look at and think over. Because the solution to this primary school pettiness going on in the Corinthian church is these three words. Grace, love, fellowship. Grace through the Son, love from the Father, fellowship in the Spirit. That's their answer. And actually, it's our answer too. Because we're a lot more like this Corinthian church than we realize. I mean, take one minute and have a read of 2 Corinthians 12, verse 20 for yourself. Have a read. And as you read it, look for where you see yourself in those words. And where you do see yourself, say sorry. Because as I read that, I go, oh man, that's me. So take a minute and read it and say sorry for where you act like that. See this list, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 20, discord, jealousy, anger, selfish ambition, it all comes from losing sight of those three incredible words. Losing sight of grace, love, and fellowship. It means we don't treat others right and we don't treat God right. And so these three things are big. Grace, love, and fellowship. This is massive for us at the start of 2019. So we're going to look at them one by one as we go. So the first one, verse 14, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, grace through the Son. Now, we've just had Christmas, haven't we? And at Christmas, there's a man in a red suit who comes around, Santa, and we know the songs about him, right? He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness. You know, like that song tells us Santa, the way he operates, the way he works. See, Santa, he gives gifts to you if you're good. Like if you've behaved well, if you're excellent, the best stuff are yours. You can get a bike, a PS4, Hamilton tickets. They could all be yours if you're good enough. And if you're bad, a lump of coal, unlucky. See, that's how Santa works. He gives gifts if you're good. But that's not how God works. See, Santa gives gifts if you're good, but God, he gives gifts even though we're not good. God gives the greatest of of all gifts, life forever with him in heaven, even though we don't deserve it. Because of the Son, Jesus. See, this is grace. Um, grace, These words, grace through the Son, that sums up the gospel, the good news of Christianity. And this is the gospel. Um, Tim Kass said this. The gospel is this, that you are more sinful than you ever dared believe, but you are more loved and accepted in Christ than you ever dared hope. 
That's grace. Jesus Christ died so that everyone who trusts in him can live with God forever and have life eternal. Not because we're good enough, but because he died. That's awesome. That's grace. And see, grace is so important, right? That, that, that Paul, he starts and ends every single one of his 13 letters with grace. Grace to you, grace with you. 13 times. Grace to you, grace with you. Grace to you, grace with you. The Christian life starts with grace. It ends with grace and has grace running all the way through the middle. Grace through the sun. What an amazing word, right? That's word one number one. Word number two. Love from the Father. Have a look at verse 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. Love from the Father. Now, when I got engaged to my wife, Lizzie, here's our photo from our engagement party. Um, <laughs> lovely, isn't it? Now, <laughs> that's Don and Judith's house there. Um, we, we, we were sitting in the car and I hid seven little presents around the car to show Lizzie why I loved her so much. Ah, oh, isn't that lovely? Things like this. Things like um, a, a little uh, like little cupcake holders because I love baking with her and eating things. There you go, Lizzie. Um, <laughs> things like uh, a little cow egg cup. But because Lizzie likes cows and I love having breakfast with her, I won't throw that. I'll leave that there. And then, and then things like a hairband because I love the smell of her hair and love the colour of it. Oh, there you go. Um, but 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 like like how silly would it be, right? If my love for Lizzie depended on those things, it would go up and down all over the place. Like if she hadn't washed her hair one day, no, Lizzie, don't like you anymore. Or if she's not there for breakfast one day, Lizzie, no, thanks, I'm done. Like that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? In fact, any time we say, I love you because of this, or I love you because of that, we're on shaky ground. Because whatever comes after that sentence does not last and will not last. But God's love is different. God loves us because of Jesus. And that's why his love doesn't go up and down. See, everyone who believes in Jesus becomes a, a child of the living God his son or his daughter, whom he loves with an unchangeable, unquenchable, unextinguishable love that, that just goes on and on and on. Um, as our next song we're about to sing uh, puts it, it says this, we're loved by, by with the affections of a father who will never let us go. Oh, what an amazing love. Incredible words. So uh, as 2019 begins... Remember these two massive words. We'll look at the third one in a minute. But these two words, grace and love. Grace through the Son, love from the Father. Because there'll be times this year when you feel like a disgrace. When you've done, said, or thought things that make you feel horrible inside. When you feel sinful and dirty. There'll be times this year when you feel rejected, unlovable, and unloved. You feel alone because of how others are making you feel. Or because of how you treat yourself. And when you feel like that this year, remember these two incredible words. Grace through the Son, love from the Father. Because this means that, that no matter what is going on outside us or inside us, we are loved and accepted by God Almighty and that will never change. Don't forget that this year. Grace through the Son, love from the Father. Wonderful. We're back on page 1167 of the Bibles, looking at 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. And I really enjoy Christmas.
partly because of the Christmas choir. Like, I love the Christmas choir. And didn't our music man, Minister Matt Jones, do a great job conducting the choir? He was awesome. Let's give him a, let's give him a clap. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, it was awesome, thank you, Matt. Um, because oh, I love the choir because there's like basses singing some low things that no one can quite reach. There's sopranos doing some high uh, descant stuff that just sounds incredible. There's altos doing the alto thing in the middle. Like, it's amazing. There's, there's, this, there's, this, there's a massive range of different people, different voices, different parts, making one beautiful, awesome sound. And it sounds a bit like this. Isn't that lovely? See, and and a harmonious Christmas choir, that's exactly how a church should be. Different people, different voices blending together to make one beautiful family. And yet, when a church isn't like that, well, we sound like a horrid screeching choir. And see, that's where this third incredible word, fellowship, comes in. Have a look at verse 14. We'll read it again. And we'll see if the clicker thing starts working. I don't think it is. Oh, well, that's fine. Verse 13, or verse 14, sorry. Um, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the flesh of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This is our third incredible word. Fellowship. Fellowship in the Spirit. Because every single Christian who believes in Jesus has the Holy Spirit living inside them. God himself living in us and with us. And see, uh, the Holy Spirit binds us and unites us together in ways which we can't quite grasp and imagine. I mean, have a little look at people around you and actually look at them. Don't, don't just uh, ignore it. Yeah, there we go. Look at the person next to you. Look, look around. We're quite different people in this church, right? We're, we're, we're different people. And yet... We have more in common than we realize because we have the Holy Spirit living inside us. See, the, the, the Holy Spirit means we have relationships that go beyond acquaintances. Oh, we'll flip through these. We, we. This is what we want. Yeah, there's our church. Look at that. Relationships that go beyond acquaintances. We, we, we have a deeper connection than mere friendship. We're bonded more closely than family. That's how we should be. We should be fellowship in the spirit. Like one beautiful church. And what does it look like? We'll have a look at verse 11. Verse 11 tells us exactly what this looks like. This looks like in practice. Verse 11. Rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. That's fellowship in the spirit. One united rejoicing people who are bound together. Living in peace restored and look at verse 12 look what happens next look what we do we greet one another with a holy kiss uh, uh, that, that basically means there's outward expressions of the uh, of the indwelling commonality of the spirit that we show so like there's outward expressions of that fellowship we share like hugs saying hello that's what fellowship looks like and yet often in church well often in church relationships are broken and fractured, aren't they? 
And we end up living more like 2 Corinthians 12 verse 20, disorder, discord, rage, envy, jealousy, than 2 Corinthians 13 verse 11, peace, one mind, encouragement. And see, fellowship in the Spirit means we're going to strive for restoration. It means if there's people this year in the church that you need to do business with and sort out issues between you, you go and do it this year. Like, if there's someone you don't don't talk to because of envy, anger, jealousy, rage, whatever it might be, you sort it out. This is huge, and we'll come to why it's so big in a minute. But, 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 But just don't leave those kind of things. Sort them out this year. We'll come to that. We'll come back to that in a minute. But um, hands up if you've made a, a New Year's res- resolution. Anyone made a resolution this year? I won't ask you what it is. Don't worry. You can put your hands up in 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 peace. There we go. Lovely. Now hands down. And, and um, anyone want to guess the top three resolutions of 2019 for England? I, I, I've got three that I think are out there. Anyone want to shout some things out they think might be out there? Yeah, exercise more, lose weight. That's what I've got as number one. Any more? Smoking, Phil says, and that's not what I put. Come on, you have to guess my mind, Phil. It's the game. <laughs> Eat less chocolate, maybe. Here's, here's what I thought. Um, I thought learn a new skill, like the piano, maybe. Yeah. Or, or, or drink more water. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Um, <laughs> a bit weird. But <laughs> I'd love us, as BH, to have a, a, a New Year's resolution together. I'd love us to make verse 11 our BH New Year's resolution, that this year we, as a church family, will rejoice together. We'll strive for full restoration. We'll encourage each other, not rip down. We'll build each other up. We'll be of one mind. We'll live in peace. I'd love that to be our resolution. That we live out the fellowship in the spirit we actually have. Because, well, fellowship, it goes beyond just a hallow on a Sunday, doesn't it? Fellowship's deeper than that. And so maybe uh, we're going to uh, commit to getting to know each other in the pews this, this year. That would be great. And this is why, this is why, um, fellowship, uh, this is why small groups is such a big issue for 2019. Uh, it's big on our agenda this year. Because, well, here's what John Stott says. John Stott says this. He says, look, it's lone members of the congregation who hold themselves aloof from a more intimate Christian fellowship who are likely to damage their spiritual growth. He says, I do not think it an exaggeration, therefore, to say that small groups are an essential, indispensable for our growth in spiritual maturity. See, small groups are so beautiful and so important because that's where fellowship in the spirit is worked out on a deeper, more intimate level. It's where that, where, where that growth really happens. So if you're not part of a small group this year, or, or if you've drifted away from a small group, like get back to it. As Phil said, chat to, um, to Jeff or Jenny or, or Maggie. If you don't know who they are, chat to Phil. He'll get you to, in touch with one of them. But get to a small group. Like, like you need it. And actually, we need you too. And KO are rooted. Like, make sure you guys are at um, KO on Sunday, rooted on Sunday, but also KO on Wednesday, rooted on Thursday, rooted and built up. Because that's the small group dynamite growth. That's where it happens. Small groups are awesome. Fellowship. See, fellowship looks like different people from different countries, different cultures who enjoy different hobbies, yet have the same God as Father, the same Jesus as Lord and Savior, and the same Spirit indwelling as a counselor and guide. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, he says, look, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God at work. Fellowship is such a huge deal because how we act as a church reflects on our beautiful triune God. 
I mean, let's get back to the choir. Imagine we're there, 23rd of December, singing away. Matt Jones conducting like a pro. And suddenly, the basses start going for the descants in falsetto voices. And you get the sopranos bringing out some tambourines and smacking those. You get the tenors going to Justin Bieber and breaking down into something weird. That's a mismatch of horrible sounds. And like, that's going to make Matt Jones, our choir master, look silly. Because the BH choir reflects on the choir master, doesn't it? How we act reflects on Matt. And the same as a church, not on Matt, but as a church, as BH, how we act reflects on our triune God. See, our God is one God, three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in perfect, beautiful fellowship and unity. Different yet one. And we are meant to reflect that. That's why fellowship is such a huge, huge thing. That's why if there are issues out there, we go and sort them out because this is a huge deal. I mean... How do you think gossip, envy, slander, jealousy, anger, how does that reflect on our beautiful triune God? Fellowship in the Spirit. And this also means we're going to rejoice when we see this happening. So when we see BH, our lovely, amazing church family, acting uh, uh, in ways that show our love and care for each other, we rejoice and celebrate. So like night shelter, different people working together to make one thing happen. We go, yes, that's awesome. Or like after the service, when there's young and old chatting over tea and coffee, we go, yes, love that. Fellowship in the Spirit is beautiful. So let's rejoice about it. For 2019, three incredible words for us to remember. Grace, love, fellowship. Grace through the Son, love from the Father, fellowship in the Spirit. Remember these. See, these are so incredible because they're only possible because of Jesus. Jesus who died on a cross for us. We can know grace because Jesus suffered disgrace. We can know love because Jesus, the Son, was rejected on the cross. We can know fellowship because Jesus was separated. We can know these three amazing words for ourselves because of what Jesus went through. He was disgraced, rejected, separated so that we could know grace, love and fellowship like no other. And this year, like if you want to know grace, love and fellowship like you've never experienced before, I believe in Jesus because those three and so much more are yours. If you want to know more, chat to me often after the service. I'd love to tell you more about that. But this year, at BH, let's remember these three words. Grace, love, fellowship. Let's live them out as a church. Because this is the gospel. This is the good news of Christianity. And it is awesome. Grace through the Son, love from the Father, fellowship in the Spirit. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we can know grace because Jesus suffered disgrace. Thank you that we can know love because Jesus was rejected. Thank you that we can know fellowship because he was separated. Thank you so much that we can experience these and so much more because of your son. And Lord, this year, help us to live out those words. Would we show grace, love, and fellowship to each other? Because this is so important, because it reflects you, our beautiful triune God. Amen.